0: And by the way, here's just a sidebar. Every time I hear somebody talk about karma, they usually feel they did something bad in their life. And that's why they have something going on in their situation. I'm like, no, 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 that's not always the case. It's just a challenge for you in this lifetime. It's a challenge. It's not because you were naughty in a past life. (laughs) Although you girls might have been, but we'll talk about that. (laughs)
1: guys. Welcome back to Mostly Balanced with Mia and Carly. Hi guys. Welcome back and happy new year 2022. Our first episode of 2022. I can't believe it. When I was looking at our Instagram when someone said something recently about how they found Rachel Mansfield through us, I was like shocked when I realized that that was a year ago that we had that episode
2: with her. Like this past year just flew. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I'm so excited for our new episode. Well, last week we had, we closed out 2021 with a really good recap episode. It was a solo. We talked about some questions from the audience from our Instagram polls and our Instagram questions. We talked about our 2021s, your 2021, dating trends from 2021 and 2022. So it was a really good episode to round out the year. And now we have a really fun guest to start 2022. So today we have on Karen Reese, who is a psychic medium. She is a world-renowned psychic medium, like in the 98th percentile for accuracy. She's so funny. This episode's just like hilarious. She has such an eccentric personality.
1: Yeah, actually, it's so funny that I just mentioned Rachel Mansfield because that's how we found her. And I had forgotten about that until just now. But Rachel had posted something on Instagram And she doesn't, I mean, she posts mostly food and like lifestyle content she doesn't often post about spirituality and like psychics and things like that. But she posted a story a few weeks ago that said she had a reading earlier that day and she just couldn't stop thinking about it and how spot on this person was. And she tagged Karen. So then I looked at her account and read all these like articles about her and all of the celebrity stuff that she's done. And she's worked with certain shows. She's been on shows. She has her own podcast and she I started, I think like one day I went deep, like watching her Instagram lives (laughs) where she does readings for just random people who will join. And everything was like so spot on. It was crazy. So we reached out to her. We had her on. It's such a fun conversation. We've never had a medium before. And she's just so funny. Like Mia said, I feel like she had, she told us like a lot of different she told us, first of all, like how she first realized that she has this ability and how it runs in her family and everything and a pretty crazy story of her and her brother realizing that they were mediums. And then she just tells us different stories about like different interactions she's had with people's dead relatives and things like that. And Mm -hmm. it's actually like a little bit of a shorter episode than usual because at the end, instead of doing our usual rapid fire questions and everything that we usually do in the episode, we did readings with her. Like she did just quick little mini readings for us, but it was... Very, very spot on and named obviously specific family members of ours. And we just decided not to keep it in because I feel like there are like other people involved. Like if it was only about us personally, I would have kept it in. But like she mentioned family members of mine and things that they said about other family members who are still living. And we decided just to keep that to ourselves. But we did want to give a little something back to you guys and have you guys be able to experience it. So tonight, Today is Monday, January 3rd. We are going live with Karen on Instagram at 9 p.m. Eastern. And she'll do readings for random people who join. So definitely, definitely join. You can also ask any questions that you have about being a psychic, being a medium, anything like that. And I've seen her, like I said, I've seen her Instagram lives
2: before and they're great. So definitely join.
1: It'll be so fun.
2: Yeah, we are so excited. And I've had psychic readings before, tarot card readings before. Akashic record readings before. This was my first time with a medium. So I have always been really interested in this and it was so cool. Even like the readings were amazing and definitely tune in tonight if you're one of the lucky people she gets to read for, or if you have questions, but the rest of our conversation was so cool. Like talking about the afterlife and what it's like after you pass and all things that she has some insight into, which is just such interesting conversation like whether or not you agree or disagree. I feel like talking about all of that stuff is so interesting and cool and I loved hearing from Karen and she just makes every one of these topics so light and fun and hilarious. So this episode's so great and tonight will be so fun. So definitely tune in. If you're looking for a medium, definitely look into Karen. Yes, yeah, you also said we had been together in past lives, which we have mm-hmm. been told before. Yes, yes. And I agree. I think that we all kind of like stick together with your little pod of people. So she told me Dan and I were also in relationships in a past life and that he keeps coming back to me. So he has really good taste. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we didn't even talk about recommendations last week because our solo episode was packed with all different stuff that Mia just mentioned. But one of the things that I don't think I've ever talked about on here before, but I was just talking to my sister about. And so I wanted to share because I have really, really been enjoying it is some products from the skincare line Tula and I have posted about them before on our Instagram, but there are two products that I'm like really, really obsessed with that. I, it's one of those things where I feel like we had this conversation recently about something else that you were trying, but where like, you don't really realize how much you love it until you don't mm-hmm. use it for a little while. And so I had started using Tula right around the same time that I started using Sunday Riley, which I am obsessed with. And I've talked about on here before. So then my skin like cleared up so much. And I just like really wasn't sure was it the Tula was it the Sunday Riley? Like what was it? So then for a little while, I was using both. And then long story short, like over the past month, I ran out of my Tula products. And then I just didn't like get around to ordering them again. And my skin has still been really clear. Like I haven't had breakouts. And I think Sunday Riley like helps so much with that. But what I had noticed is that it was just seeming like a little bit more dull. And like more redness in my cheeks that I hadn't noticed recently and that started to like come back that I used to get really annoyed by and dry, which I know that's like the time of year and everything. But overall, I just like wasn't loving my complexion. So I really just chalked it up to the fact that I hadn't been using chula. So I ordered it and now I've had it back for like a week. And now I'm already noticing that my skin is starting to kind of wake up again. So I'll tell you really quickly and I'll post it on my Instagram, but like (laughs) my whole routine with what I do. So basically in the morning, I never wash my face. I just splash it with water, whether that's like in the shower or if I'm like taking a shower later in the day, I'll just splash it with water in the sink. And then I use my pro glycolic resurfacing toner. I use that first. And then right after that, I put on a vitamin C serum. So the toner, I feel like is obviously what really helped just like even out my skin. But the vitamin C serum, I feel like is what really is pulling it all together. I think that (laughs) that I actually Rachel Mansfield, another shout out to her. She was the first person I saw post about this serum. And she said the same thing that like she on a few weeks without using it. And she like noticed. And so I just feel like it kind of like brightens up my skin. Obviously vitamin C is so good for you. Just having like a serum that really like seeps into your skin, especially while like your skin is still kind of wet from the toner and from splashing with water and everything. So highly, highly recommend checking out Tula. I will say that when I ordered them the first time, I also ordered their wash and I didn't end up loving it. But the reason I had ordered it is because my sister uses it and she has like really, really clear skin. So I ended up just giving it to her. But just a reminder that what works for you won't work for everybody else. But most people that I've talked to have found a few products from Tula that they really, really like. So definitely recommend checking it out. And I think they have some sample sizes too, as well, that you can order if you just want to test them out.
2: That's a great tip. I am definitely interested in those Tula products, so I will be checking out your links. Yeah.
1: So now the Tula is my morning and the Sunday Riley is my evening Mm. and it's really working out for me. I
2: love it. (laughs) I don't have any real recommendations in terms of products, but I wanted to talk about my week between Christmas and New Year's, which for my entire life has just been a time to like hibernate and do nothing. It reminds me of when my sister, she lives in LA, she would always come home because she was off for two weeks. So I would be home for like college break or work breaks. We would do absolutely nothing but like binge TV and lie on the couch and rarely change out of pajamas. And that's just now my favorite thing to do that I look forward to. It was interesting to even think about this because I, whenever I do that, I find myself feeling like guilty that I'm doing this and like I should be working out more. I should be like going out. And of course, like, I needed to go outside each day to like feel normal, but I would find myself feeling guilty. And I think that that's such a common feeling when you just, a lot of people, I think have trouble resting and relaxing without having that guilt. So that's something I want to work on too. And like hope everyone else can like that. that Just like, I feel like people can relate to that feeling of like wanting and needing to relax and rest, but then just feeling really they should be doing something productive. So I had a very non productive week.
1: (laughs) Yeah, actually, I feel like we should talk about that for a minute. Do you think it's because of social media? Because I don't think I used to feel guilty about it. But now I feel like when I'm lazing around at home, I'm scrolling on social media a lot. And of course, I'm seeing all these people that aren't doing that. And so I think that definitely contributes to my kind of like guilt and like unproductive feeling and just not feeling good about myself for relaxing.
2: Probably. I think, I mean, I always feel like I had a little bit of this feeling. It was probably more helpful when I was with my sister or like I am with someone else who's Mm. like doing the same thing. I get a little validation that it's not just me being really lazy, but I totally think seeing other people's plans and like on social media, you just like, no one's posting really that they're home doing absolutely nothing and haven't changed out of pajamas. So again, don't compare yourself to Instagram, but I think that's, 100% a factor.
1: Yeah. I definitely had like a dose of that this weekend when I saw so many people posting those reels about their 2021. Definitely. You're definitely not alone. If you felt like a lot of comparison, Mm -hmm. uh, I just kept comparing my year to like all like what other people seem to have and all the stuff that they seem to do. And it was good in a way because it really pushed me to think about what I want this year to look like, but it was definitely a little bit draining
2: hmm. It's definitely overload and a lot of comparison. And I mean, I even posted a few weeks ago, like a wrap up of 2021. And it was like highlights from this year. It was like, it was a tough year for a lot of people. And for me, like, I, I wish we could have done so many more things and traveled and saw more people and just not been locked up and scared of COVID for so long, but I got engaged. I got to spend like my sister got married. I got to see my sister who lives in LA. She was here for a month. So it was just a lot of the, those maybe nine or 10 highlights I picked out were the highlights, the nine highlights of my year, which were kind of like in the midst of otherwise doing nothing.
1: Yeah. It's just a reminder that it's all a highlight. Like everybody knows like you're not going to, most people aren't going to post bad things that happened, but they're going to want to celebrate the good things, which is how you should be. But it's just a, I feel like a healthy reminder that everyone, some, like some people might've like, you did have like one of the best years of your life. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but you had a lot of really great things happen to you and other years, like other people will have like the best year of hey. their life. Like it's just everyone's year is always going to be different. Just like everyone's day is different. And it's just a good time to remind yourself of that. If you're feeling sort of down about even just like about what you did on new year's, I know. Some some people were feeling like really depressed that they were at home and other people were at parties or people who had COVID and they were like, so oh my God, yeah. it's just a
2: challenging time right now. Yeah. It was definitely a strange mix of holidays. I think so many people did have COVID. Half my family basically had COVID. Yeah. So. It was Oh, wait, Like it's back to the Instagram comparison. Everyone, yeah. your, your years will ebb and flow and next New Year's might be so much fun. But... Wait, but tell me about what you did during your downtime. Yes, yeah, so I read Verity, which I wanted to talk about today because I had seen it. This was actually really funny. I saw so many people post about Verity and talk about Verity, but then I started to get Verity confused with the book Untamed by Glenn Doyle, <laughs> which like could not be more opposite. But like, I think that's why Equal I was- Equal amount of, like, of buzz. Yeah, but I was like writing it off. Like, oh, I don't really want to read. Like, I want to read a novel or something more compelling than like a self-help or like a right. a personal growth type book. So I just was like, oh yeah, Verity, Verity, it's on my list. <laughs> then I finally realized what it was and that it was my favorite genre of novels which is like thriller a little suspenseful like psychological thriller page turner I loved it I finished it in less than 24 hours I don't think I moved from my couch for like six hours at a time I really loved it it's my genre so I don't know people were obsessed with it but it was definitely like the type of book I want to read versions of again and again
1: I was confused when you were reading it because I, I read it in 2020 and I like literally assumed that I read it because you told me to read it because it is the type of book that you like. And I, I knew you would love it. I loved it too. And I read it. I can't remember too much about it, but I just know that every time we post something about book recommendations, somebody posts read Verity, read Verity. People love it. Like I feel like oh, has yeah. the cult following.
2: Yeah. And then I honestly, like, I read it and kind of immediately after I finished, I texted my friend who always recommends it and wanted to talk about it immediately. And you know, when I was done, and then realized there's also so much debate. Like, if you go on Goodreads or like Reddit or her Colleen Hoover's Facebook page, like, so many people, I guess, skip ahead if you don't want yeah. spoilers, but it's debating whether the manuscript or the letter at the end was true and which yeah. one. Was the lie? Was she such a deceitful person? I don't know. I love books like that. I kind of like the open ended, where it's up for interpretation. I think the manuscript is real, so we can chat about that. I think the letter time. is real. Oh, really? Well, we might. I think the manuscript is real because of just like how intricate the deed. Like, first of all, if you wrote a manuscript that was like to to practice getting in the mind of a villain. Like, wouldn't you put like a warning up front, like? not, this is an autobiography. Yeah. It's completely true. Like tread with caution. And then I don't know. I like just remember feeling
1: like, sick when I when the letter came because then I was like oh my god like it wasn't real like that was like I feel like I the the book definitely gave me like a strong reaction like mm-hmm. I've talked about this before books yeah. give me like very strong like physical reactions and I read it right before I read <laughs> I'm picturing uh, you like throwing up after remember <laughs> how that? genuinely I think that that book My Dark Vanessa like literally yes. like, gave me a stomach bug. like <laughs> Right after Verity, I read The Last Mrs. Parrish and mm. it was just like so much like there yeah. were those are both like really heavy <laughs> kind of yeah. like topics. But Verity yeah. was definitely one of my favorite books that I read in 2020. And people yeah. love it. So if you're listening and you haven't read it yet, hopefully you skipped these spoilers. But we didn't really give too much
2: away, but definitely read it. Yes. And I like, I had the same reaction to Gone Girl. Like I was obsessed with it. I got so emotionally invested and like shocked at the twist. So if you loved that, you'll love Verity. The Last Mrs. Parish, I didn't love as much, but I also read it right after I read The Wife Between Us, which is very similar. I think that one I might've liked better. So yeah. if you haven't read that, I recommend it.
1: It's interesting because these things really do make a difference because I remember not loving, I thought it was a good Last Mrs. Parrish, but I didn't love it. And I think it was because I read it Mm -hmm. right after Verity and I really liked that. And I was also just like really kind of like overwhelmed with crazy people. (laughs) (laughs) like It was
2: just too much for me. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm ready for my next suspenseful thriller. So if you have a book recommendation in this genre, send it my way, but I'm reading now a book that my mom gave me for Christmas called The Paper Palace and I'm really liking it. It's like I don't know if I would have picked it up on my own, but a lot of people have also I've seen them recommend it and talk about it. I think it's on like Reese's Book Club, Miranda Cowley Heller. I'm really enjoying it. So it's about this woman and her family. It's kind of revolves around a place which is interesting, like a place becomes a character and it's this kind of like campsite summer house that the family has in their family and goes to every summer. So the book is spanning in real time over 24 hours about her and her family and a love interest she has from childhood. It's a little scandalous, but it's very short snippets, like maybe an hour interval at a time throughout the book. And then you're going back in time throughout this woman and other people in her family's stories. So it's kind of a collection of little short stories that's not completely linear, but it's very good. It's very well written. You just like can feel and see and like really feel like you're in the place. So I, I love those types of books.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that you, that you mentioned it because it's definitely been on my shelf. But every time I read the description, I'm like, mm, I'm not really sure. Like I can't decide if I want to read it based off of that. So if you like it in the end, then I'll definitely read it. I'm 30% through,
2: so I'll let you know. But I'm enjoying it. It is a page turner. Should we do some questions? Yes. So I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that I got the Esther Perel game called Where Should We Begin? So it's a game of stories. There are rules if you want to play with a large group of people like a dinner party, but we also can just pick some cards. So it's a way to just get to know people and have them share a story that they might not otherwise share. So we thought today we would end our intro. I'll pick a couple cards and we can play.
1: Yeah. I love this idea. Just give everyone a little preview of what to expect if they buy the game.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to pick two, two or three questions. How many do you think you could pick one? Pick three. Okay. So take your pick between a story. I tell myself that isn't entirely true. I hope you never find out about the time dot, 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 a time when I felt on top of the world. Those are such good ones. I could really see why this would be really
1: fun to play in like a group of people Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose a time I felt on top of the world although I love this story I tell myself that isn't true and I think that everyone should take a minute to think about that Mm -hmm. and then put that story out of your mind but so (laughs) I think that a time I felt on top of the world the reason I picked this is because I feel like those are just like the best moments ever and I think that they Don't happen very often that you just mine was definitely after running my first marathon, and I feel like I should like channel that time more because you really like when you accomplish something that you've either been like hoping for for so long or like working towards for so long, or something happens that you have really wanted to happen, especially if
2: it's something that you have put like a lot of work into. I mean. Definitely accomplished. You ran 26 miles <laughs> I, that I can't imagine that feeling because even just like after running a half marathon, you're also filled with so much like yeah energy. And what is that feeling? Yeah. What like so much adrenaline say? and so many like endorphins. Yeah, yes, for sure. And it's a huge accomplishment. And you have the crowd cheering for you. And you're just so proud of like, you train so much, like grueling hours and you work for so long. It's not like you can just decide to run a marathon and then do it. So it's so cool to see your work pay off. And then if you're you and you win the marathon, an amazing <laughs>
1: time. I imagine
2: that feeling is even stronger.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's a good reminder for people to set goals for themselves and then celebrate them.
2: Mm -hmm. And I love that idea of going back and thinking of a time you felt on top of the world and channeling that feeling more and like maybe writing down why you felt that way so you can find more opportunities to feel that way.
1: Yeah, I tried to do that with my I didn't really make resolutions this year, but I just wrote down a list of like things that I want to have to experience more in my year. Like I want to Mm -hmm. experience more fun or I want to feel more, express more love and like, just things like that. Like think about things that you want to feel more, like maybe you want to feel on top of the world again. Like what can you do? That's going to make you, that's going to make you feel that way. I feel like it's a great way to think about the new year.
2: Yeah, and that's a great way to approach resolutions because so I feel like stamp, people might just churn out these standard resolutions that they think they should be doing, like reading more or exercising more or drew, doing a dry January. And the resolution should really tie back to something you like actually are looking forward to and actually want to feel. So I love that. Yeah. Okay. Pick some for you. Okay, my cards are when a friend is consistently late. Dot. 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 I need to fight harder for dot, dot, dot. And a question I've always wanted to ask my parents. Dot, ah, dot. I love that one. Me too. I think I'll go with that one. I actually, this past week, I was spending it with uh, my mom and my dad and Dan. It was a really quiet Christmas because of COVID and being with other families. So it was a lot of quality time. And I was learning more about my mom. Like I guess my mom's not really like a sharer and oversharer of her life. And she was talking about her college years when she was living in the West Village and like talking about her favorite bars and just how much fun it was living in the West Village. I was embarrassed to say I didn't know my mom had a period of years where she lived in the West Village. Yeah. And I feel like the stories I hear about my parents are kind of all the same. And they all oh, they have such a funny, funny stories that I always remember. And we talk about, like when my mom was actually in a relationship when she met my dad. And there's a really funny story of when, they were going on their first date. My dad was bringing her to a Broadway show and forgot the tickets. And it was a time where you like, couldn't pull them up on your phone or they weren't at will call or no, they were at will call, but he didn't remember the address or something like ridiculous. So they didn't go and they ended up at a bar drinking sangria. I feel like we forget that our parents like have these full lives and all of these like funny stories and they're real people. You obviously learn that more when you're growing up and when you're also an adult, I think you start to think about your parents, not as parents and as human beings with all of these experiences and probably very similar experiences to you. And like part of the reason I think Esther Perel made this game is to talk about things like this and learn about people on a more intimate level. So I think a question I'd want to ask them, I feel is just talk more about your experience in like these hard times of your, I are mean, it was much different for them. I was going to say, and you're like, early to late twenties. They were of course like married and having kids, but I want to learn more about their, those fun stories and the fun experiences they had. And also ask more about what was it like to be in your mid twenties and probably same for your parents of having like so many kids already. Like your mom too, I feel like had five daughters when she was so young. And my mom had four daughters between her twenties and thirties. So More just learning about their experiences and how they felt in that time. It's so
1: true. It's so funny. I feel like it really makes you think about when we have kids eventually, like it's so weird to think that they won't, there's so much that they won't know about us. You know what I mean? Like there's, which is normal. Like there's so much that nobody knows about their parents. Like you said, like their everyday lives, like things they used to do when they were younger and things like that. It's so weird to think, think about that. Well, this is such a fun game. Definitely check it out if you guys haven't yet. And we hope you love the episode and we hope that you join the live tonight. And like we said, Karen and her manager will be picking three to four names at random from the people who join the live and she'll be giving them each a reading. So it's really cool the way she does it. It's a really cool experience. So definitely, definitely join. And even if you don't get picked,
2: you can ask questions in the chat and we'll just be having a fun time. Yes. Please tune in. It'll be so much fun and enjoy the episode and we'll see you again next week. We have so many great guests lined up for January. Yes. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. We are so excited, could not be more excited to have our guest today. She is a psychic medium. She was featured in TLC, Discovery, Lifetime, and A&E, among many others. She was rated the top 1% of psychics with 98% accuracy. So welcome to Mostly Balanced, Karen Reese. And we are also joined by her business partner and marketing director, Alexa. Hi, guys. (laughs) Thank you for having us. We're so
0: excited. And so are your dead people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank Uh, you for coming on. We are so excited to have you guys here. So why don't we start? We always like to start just by having our guests tell everybody a little bit more about themselves. So Karen, can you tell everybody where you're from, where you live now, and just a little bit more about what you do? Oh, sure. Uh, I was
0: born in Niagara Falls, New York, the American side, although my father was Canadian. God save the queen. I live in Buffalo and yes, we had snow today. Just got to love that. But I was born this way. And this is a trait that runs on my mom's side of the family. I have a brother that uh, happens to be psychic, as well as my mom's side. There's a bunch of us. And now that my mother's living with me, she's elderly. She's brought a lot of big people with her. Because every time I turn around, I'm at home sitting with her. And, you know, I hear voices, doors knocking, and, then, you know, whatever. We just have this little chat. Oh, yeah, I saw your father today, da, da, da. But she used to do that when we were kids, my brother and I. She would say, Oh, you know, Uncle Frank is talking. And we were like three, four. We would go shopping with her, groceries. And I would see maybe a dead man, following what I presume to be. Yes. And then I would see things in the future, you know, like I might see a train crash the next day, there'd be a train crash or whatever. But it was actually at the age of seven, my brother was six, we're 11 months apart, that we both had this vision, which was really strange because neither one of us shared it with each other, let alone, you know, our mother, she's little, but she's a little toughy. But I had this vision that my father was going to pass and I saw this blue casket and I knew that he was there and I would get it when I would wake up on the way to school, second grade, you know, on the way home, didn't quite understand it. And about three, four weeks later, two days before Thanksgiving, all of a sudden my father just passed away suddenly unexpected of a stroke. About a week later, I was with my brother playing and oh, not even, well, maybe a couple of days after that. And he had said he had the exact same vision. Wow. So yeah. So fortunately my one grandma, I have two grandmothers that were psychic, but my one grandmother, Eugenie Hyman, this little tiny, tiny, tiny little thing she was visiting. And uh, we proceeded to inform grandma, like grandma, we had this vision, you know, and she was psychic. And she goes, oh, you know, that was just God's way of preparing you. And thank God, you know, because for people out there, when you get insights and there are a lot of people out there that might get, you know, insights about world things that go on or, you know, personal things, just keep in mind, it's God's way of preparing you. You didn't cause it. And it's an opportunity for you to try to figure out or just be prepared with the outcome. So also at that time, because my grandmother lived out of town, that particular grandma. I'll never forget. My brother and I were sitting there, we're talking to her and she, the most amazing aura. And that was the first time that I really paid attention to an aura. And her aura was like the best I've ever seen. She's very spiritual. She wasn't religious. And it was white with all these little sparkling stars. And we were like, grandma, like there's all these lights around you. And she proceeded to inform us, you know, that's an aura because growing up, my mother never said anything like, you know, you're psychic. She would just say, oh yeah, it's Uncle Frank or whoever, of course he was dead, you know? So yeah and my father on the other side, I have to say they're Mensa members, they're engineers. And so oddly enough, I started in college with the intention of being a plastic surgeon. I was smart in science. I was really um, gifted artistically. However, my first semester, I'm like, oh, this is kind of, I can't do odors, (laughs) you know, a laboratory class (laughs) in the morning. Yeah, not going to (laughs) happen. You know, it's like, should I do communications? You know, art's not going to make a lot of money, but it's fun, but I can still do that, sketch, you know, portraits. Well, I saw an advertisement to be a stockbroker. So I went down, took the exams, like a thousand pages or whatever it was. And I was, you know, and I had like maybe one semester under my belt of just actual arts and science. And, you know, I passed my exam and I'll never forget when they, the, the manager looked at me, goes, what does the, you know, the plus sign mean? I'm like, duh, it means positive. What about the negative on my interview? Anyways, I'm like, I have no idea, <laughs> but I'll figure it out. That's always been me. You know, you'll figure it out at some point. So I did that. I learned how to cold call, you know, I got into business and I switched my degree to business, which I think was really good because it gave me an understanding of how the world, you know, works, operates and relates, you know, so you've got to have the bathroom. So I'm not your typical psychic. Most of them are airy fairy. They're out of the right mind, which is a, you know, good side to have your connection to your artistic, but I'm also very logical about things too. So I have to have that balance, I guess, no pun intended, just saying.
2: <laughs> ah, I love that story. I Just imagine like as a child having all these gifts, it's probably like really overwhelming. And then like going about your life thinking you wanted to be the plastic surgeon in business. Like, did you just have these gifts kind of on the side that you had learned to live with at that point? I just want to know how this kind of has like played into your life. And you're like, oh, I could still like pursue other careers. I, even though i have these amazing gifts. So I want to hear a little more about how it like played into your life. Like, that. oh, I can tell you tons of crazy stories. Let me tell you when it comes to
0: your teenage years, awkward teenage moments when you're a psychic, especially, you know, you know it's more open now, but when I was growing up, you really didn't talk about crazy things, you know, and, um, and there's other cousins in my family that have the same gift. And we'd go to the graveyard and do my cousin, Lisa and Natalie and whatever. We'd party. Didn't say that. But anyways, <laughs> we, I would see the dead people, you know, but as a teenager, I remember in one of my classes I was called on and I was actually a pretty bright student and all of a sudden this heartthrob go figure, his father had died two weeks earlier. And what do you think Karen says? Oh, Paul's father's here. I sort of channeled it and blurted that out of my mouth. I didn't <laughs> control it at that point. <laughs> Everybody looked at me. I'm like, Oh my God, you know, because I was picking up Paul's dad and nobody knew at that point. I didn't go around and say, Hey, you know, I see dead people. I can predict the future. So it's kind of an awkward, you know, moment, but along the way, it's been useful. You know, it's great in business because, you know, you can take a look at where you are, where you're at or what you're dealing with. Sometimes if you don't pay attention as anything else, you know, you you say I should have done that. And that's for everybody. We all have intuition, but I've used it in business. Um, I used to use it when I used to skip school. I'm like, my mother's not going to figure that one out today. (laughs) So I've always seen connections and made predictions about my future as well as others, Uh, just crazy things, but I don't think of it as anything different. I could be driving down the street going, I don't know, shopping or to get my coffee at Starbucks. And I'll have somebody in my car. Oh, you're going to read my mother. Oh, funny story. (laughs) Talk about these crazy people on the other side. I tell people, if you're crazy here, you're not going to change. You're still yourself. You know, I've gone out of body a lot. We all do. But I had to go in for uh, some surgery. First time I had surgery on my neck, I said, I'll be fine. It's It's the anesthesia that's going to be a problem afterwards, which was. But for six weeks, this young man, he's about 21. His name was Chris. He kept showing up. And he kept saying, you know, I'm, um, you're gonna, my mom's going to be your nurse. So I had to spend one night in, in hospital. They wanted three. I said, what are you kidding me? You're getting one night and five weeks off. I'm not taking eight. I had to tell my doctor how we're doing it. Just saying. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> then I post surgery. It's 11 o'clock at night. I'm sick as a dog from the anesthesia. This lovely nurse comes in. And I said, we started talking. I said, you know, I never do this. And she said, I wasn't supposed to be here. And I said, I know, but actually you were. I said, for six weeks, somebody has been visiting me. Now, I did not know this woman. I said, you had a young son, well, 21, young man who passed away and his name was Chris Blonde. All of a sudden, her face went white as a ghost. And um, as it turned out, I said, that's the reason why you're here. He's here right now. And he had, I think, died like the year before of a drug overdose. And I said, there are no such things as coincidence. And that's one thing I tell people. If you want to tune into your psychic side, always look at coincidences, whoever you think of that connects to it, whether it's a song, a pair of socks, it's not going to always going to be something, you know, stupendous, right? Just be a little more earthy about it. That's who you're picking up and you're picking it up in your frame of reference. But as a result, like I said, the only downside being a patient in the hospital between the nurses dinging you every hour and like, this is not going to help me get better. I think sleep is part of the health process. Uh, I had dead people (laughs) in my room. It was crazy.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. I love that tip for just looking at coincidences. Cause I feel like when those things happen, you think about it for a second and then you just kind of like put it out of your mind mm-hmm. and you don't pay too much attention to it. And what
0: you should do is write it down. So if you're thinking of your Graham or you're thinking of whoever, you know, I hear a little bell, you know, or I smell something or, you know, whatever I see, I turn on a song, you know, I see something that reminds me of Graham. your grandmother's kind of nudging you and saying, Hey, you know, I'm here. So start a journal and the more you pay attention to your no such things as coincidence, you're going to open up your um, abilities to sense your psychic information sooner because it's a very subtle, although I will say sometimes they can be physically aggressive. I have had people, this one young gentleman one time, I'm laying in bed, it's like 5.30 in the morning, I'm like, oh, I got to get up at six, I'll just snooze, I turn over to snooze and this kid took his finger, he goes, you're going to read my father from my neck all the way down my back, I go, Really? And I could feel his finger like just nudging me. And he goes, My name is Matt. I'm like, thanks, Matt. But I could have used that extra 20 minutes. His father came later <laughs> that day. I go, Oh, your son was in my bedroom. I know it sounds bad.
2: <laughs> you know, nothing <laughs>
1: happened. He's a little too young and I'm married. You know? Oh my God. That is so <laughs> yeah. crazy. So we've actually we've never had a medium on the podcast. We've spoken to some psychics and some other people in sort of like the spiritual realm, but not a medium. So I have a lot of questions and I'm sure we won't get to all of them, but first of all, because you've mentioned like seeing, like, so do you actually see the people like, and you hear them? Like, I know like sometimes people just have like a knowing, but this is like an actual physical person that you're seeing.
0: Right. Um, so for me and all mediums are psychics, not all psychics are mediums. psychics will see past, present and future mediums will connect to the other side as well as all of the above. So it depends on the connection. What people don't realize, it takes a lot of energy for your loved ones to connect in. So sometimes I seem very clear like you and I. Other times I might seem shadowy or I might feel like I need to put my glasses on. And most people that if they've passed at an elder age will usually be around the age of like 25 or 30. When I've gone out of my body, like I have, I look the best, but you look your healthiest and you feel your healthiest. Likewise, when children pass, sometimes they, stay children for a while till they kind of get you know acclimate but generally you'll see them growing to again right around 25 or 30 so if you pass younger you will grow if you if you pass oh, when you're older yeah you'll usually That's grow. interesting. Yeah, that's like your healthiest of states usually right around there. You look your best, you feel your best and you don't change. You're something a lot of times people think you change. You really don't. I'll tell you one other thing and then I know we have some other questions but I think it's important but you are who you are. You know, maybe your opinions might be shaped differently when you get there because you'll get a life review or you'll see things in a different perspective, but you're still you. You're not stupid cupids, you know, hanging out on a cloud like they try to depict in, you know, temple and church. Just don't buy it. Funny mm-hmm. rabbis or priests out there are ministers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> why don't they, I don't know if they, they listen. listen? Yeah, not. Trust me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting um, type of thing. But anyways.
2: Yeah. It's so interesting. Like Carly and I have always been so interested in this. Like we, I loved hearing about mediums and have always been so intrigued. But you've mentioned even in your stories, like someone was in your room. One, that's kind of scary. And two, are people talking to you regularly? Are you able to turn it off? Do you feel like you just mentioned you were distracted and woke up in the middle of your sleep? So I imagine sometimes it's a little invasive, but how do you kind of control that? Do you have boundaries? Is it ever scary?
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs)
2: You know, somebody once asked me that a
0: detective who's a good friend of mine, aren't you afraid of the spirits? I'm like, no, I'm afraid of the people in the living. You know, you're a cop, you get that. I usually, you know, I'll get people that'll come in and out. I ignore them, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever, you know, if I'm supposed to meet somebody or talk, you know, I might start hearing them. Usually I find late at night when I'm watching TV, when I'm kind of quiet, oh, you know, my name is Gene, you know, or I'm connected to whatever, Sasha. And then the next day I'll look at my calendar. I'm like, oh, there's a Sasha because I don't look ahead of time. Otherwise I download. Oh, and one thing I was going to mention is that many times people think when somebody crosses over, oh, like a psychic or me, whatever they want to call themselves. I can't connect to your brother. He hasn't been there long enough or he's reincarnated already that's a line of crap. I've had people die the day of and visit or the day before. In fact, I'll tell you one quick story, I promise, but this is a good story. (laughs) So I did a reading with somebody one time and um, I'd said, oh, I see that your brother-in-law is here. And I'd read her sister six months ago. Anyways, her brother-in-law had died the day before she'd had her appointment three times. We canceled her. And finally, she came the following day. And I said, it makes sense because the universe knew that he would be passing and he's already here, just died. And you can tell everybody at his services tomorrow that he's doing well.
1: Wow. So that's oh, why I, yeah. I get some strange cases. Yeah. Yeah. So is there a reason why, like, are there certain people that you aren't able to connect with and what would be the reason why?
0: I've happened? never not had a problem with that. And I've had people say, Oh, I went to a psychic. She couldn't connect. I mean, I could see like, I'll get a room full of people and somebody might be louder. And then if I have to, I really want to connect with Pat. So I'll say telepathically, okay, who's Pat? Where's Pat? And then Pat will say, That's me. And I'll say, Tell me something. Oh, I died in May. Oh, Pat's here. Pat died in May. Oh, Pat's whatever. Boss is Jennifer. So, you know, that would be the only, but I've never had a problem with that. So, usually, if, if you hear that, it's somebody that's either not a true medium. And one way to know that, too, is, I mean, Everybody has a dead relative, typically your grandparents. And usually if that's all you get, I mean, that may be a true case for some, but like I'll pick up people that like kids or somebody connected to somebody. It's it's just kind of weird, like a piggyback. So everybody can say your grandmother's here and she says she loves you. Really? Tell me something
1: different. <laughs> that's <laughs> you know? what I was going to ask like more about is if there's sort of like these overarching or repetitive, like common themes in the messages that people have to give to their loved ones. Like if it is always like a, They love you and everything's going to be okay. Or if you get just like a wide variety of messages.
0: I do get a wide variety, but a lot of times people on the other side will also say, you know, I'm happy and I'm proud of you. So they will kind of connect, but they'll also tell me some things that really brings out who they are, what they are, what they want to do. Or how, you know, what you're doing in your life. Yes, they're tattletales, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and they can read your thoughts in your
2: aura. So keep it clean, girls, you know. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, you might've just answered this, but can you kind of like call someone in on demand? If I said, I want to hear from my grandmother, or if you go to a reading in a room and someone like want, has someone specific in mind, you can yeah. call them okay. in. That's amazing. Yeah. It's kind of, I kept hearing grandma and I, well, we'll get into your points in a few
0: minutes, like a Randy Andy, or somebody's trying to talk about that name. So somebody's got like that <laughs> sound around them, And sometimes names sound like Aaron Karen. So I mm-hmm. tell people that. Yeah. Um but Yeah. Yeah.
1: I want to know more about what you believe happens when someone dies. Like you just mentioned a life review. Like, what do you think and what is it like where they are? Like, is it similar to where we are? Are they like doing everyday things like cooking and going out for a (laughs) walk? Or like, what is, what is the, paint us a picture there.
0: Well, if it was cooking, that would be hell for Alexa and I, neither one of us cook. I just take to share that. <laughs> that. Four letter word in our vocabulary, but that's a good question because <laughs> people don't realize, but you have a mall, you have shopping. Now, mind you, there's many different landscapes. It's like real estate. The higher you go, the better it gets. Location, location. So where we typically think of heaven, you know, you have the best weather, you have malls, you know, all the things that you do here, you have that as an opportunity The things that we have here actually originates on the other side, you know, like your table, schools, um, you can see into the future on the other side, like upcoming technologies. When we all reincarnate, and usually there's a space about 50 years on average, because usually away for your family and you usually sort of reconnect will be during like, you know, Star Trek years, all of us right here. So but in between on the other side, all the things that you love to do. I've seen lower planes, you know, so it goes by where your belief system is. Um, If you don't believe in God, you're definitely going to a very low plane. Okay. Hell, to be honest with you, it's the void of love. So when people are atheists, I just had that the other day and their daughter was a big believer in spirituality. And I said, well, hopefully you should just tell them ahead of time. If you get to the other side, just say, you know, I believe in you, God, because I know of a personal experience with a professor. I hit him on one of my shows. He had a hell is a near death experience. Went to hell. Called out for God and then became a reverend or a minister as a result. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah, But like pink, if you love the color pink, it's explosive. You know, flowers, roses are huge. Pizza tastes super delicious. Again, Alex <laughs> and I will enjoy that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> exactly. You know, and the food girls. You know, <laughs> I love that.
2: Pizza in the afterlife. And then when you reincarnate, which I've always believed in. So I'm so happy to hear you confirm that. But How does that typically work? Do you or do you have any insight into like what, where you would come back or what life or if you will have the same connections and relationships you have in previous lives that span over any insight into reincarnation?
0: That's a great idea. Yes. Typically you'll meet up with your loved ones and you'll say, well, this time let's, you know, move to California or let's do this type of lifestyle. So usually it's a group agreement. But it doesn't, you know. Again, usually you're on the other side. It, there's a space of time, fifty to seventy years. People don't always once in a bloom. Somebody might come back for a short life, more so in the middle ages. But we're extending more, and you'll look at opportunities. What what is it that I want to learn this time around? More patience, more love. And by the way, here's just a sidebar. Every time I hear somebody talk about karma, they usually feel they did something bad in their life, and that's why they have something going on in their you know situation. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not always the case. It's just a challenge for you in this lifetime. It's a challenge. It's not because you were naughty in a past life. (laughs) Although you girls might have been, but we'll talk about that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do your lives always get better? Like could I think, oh, if this is my life now and it's pretty good, my life next will be better, or is that dependent? Yeah, Yeah, on most people, that's what God
0: really wants is to, you know, have a better life as time goes on. But each lifetime will always come with a set of challenges. You know, maybe you're too nice in this lifetime and you're giving too much.
1: Are you able to connect with people you ever read the book spirit babies? Like, is that something you believe in? Can you connect with somebody's like future child that is going to like reincarnate into their, like into their lives?
0: Um, I've had that experience before where somebody will Susie's going to be my mom. You know, so I will see that or grandma might be holding a baby and rocking a baby and saying, this is your baby. Wow. Um, So and usually when you see a baby being rocked, you know, the baby will be soon because you're an adult typically on the other side. And just before it's time to come back in, it's kind of like an elevator. I hate elevators, by the way, you know, Mm -hmm. then back to earth. And a lot of times when women are pregnant, the spirit will go in and out of your belly of the the body, your body is like a pair of clothes. So, you know, early on, you know, the spirit will circulate around, you know, the mom and say, Hey, and a lot of times it's a really good question, too. You know, if somebody has a miscarriage, sometimes what happens is the spirit gets cold feet. Yeah. So, you know, for anybody that's experienced it, you know, there's nothing you could have done differently. And so, usually, and they can say, you know, from a physical standpoint or a medical standpoint, this may have occurred for this reason. But it's the spirit saying, oh, I got some cold feet, you know, so I don't want to come back to Earth, especially Buffalo, where it's really cold.
2: <laughs> <laughs> High taxes. Just saying. You know? That's so interesting. I love that. I have always been like so interested in that concept, too. Like I went to a psychic once who told me I had my children swimming around like little orzo noodles. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't want to eat those noodles after that. Yeah. I always think about those little noodles floating
0: around. <laughs> and one last thing too. If you want to know when you've had a past life, look at a period of history that you're well attracted to, either good or bad. But typically mm-hmm. speaking, like for instance, you know, I loved I actually have some French DNA. We did our DNA, but you know, I loved the French. I did something in college. My one of my thesis is on the French. And then when I went to France, I never felt more at home. And I would walk into strange places and these people would just start talking to me. So it was really interesting before I would say bonjour. And they couldn't tell. I, apparently they didn't think I was American. I've got to my sneakers did I say that. No,
1: <laughs> I've definitely felt that way about certain yeah. places and time periods before. Didn't you feel that in Barcelona, Carly? Yeah, we'd, we both felt that We went that together. There. Yeah. Oh, and you didn't invite <laughs> us. I've always ah, kind of thought of Barcelona. Yeah. on on my to-do list. <laughs> oh <You know? laughs> my God. <laughs> um, so, Before we do switch gears into doing a little bit of reading, is there like a way that people can show up like more open to a reading if someone was to have a reading with you specifically, like are there people that are easier to read? How do you go into that having like the most positive experience?
0: You know, that's a really good question. Sometimes people come across um, as difficult initially, but they're just very intense on listening. And, you know, after a few minutes, you know, you'll get them to laugh and have fun. When you go for a reading, you want to have fun. That's what it's all about, you know, and you can take the best, leave the rest. And you'll be given information that does not make sense right away. And it may start happening, you know, two days, two years, you know, whatever. And I have two really quick stories you'll love. For instance, to give you a case in point, I read a woman once and I said, I see the name and I'll just say the name Lisa. And I said, she feels like a daughter. She's going to be very important to you. And she says, no, I don't have a daughter. You know, my husband doesn't have a daughter, you know, whatever. And I said, no, she feels like a daughter. Just keep that name in front of you. Five years later, meanwhile, she thought it was an idiot saying that. (laughs) Tell me that later. It turns out her husband had fathered a daughter five years previously. Actually, she had a twin sister. And these girls were like in their late 30s, had no idea who their father was till their mom was on their deathbed, revealed the name of who her father was, which turned out to be this woman's husband. (gasps) Not only did they do the DNA, but they looked just like their father. Oh, my God. And she came back. Yeah. And she said at the time, and I've heard other, you know, stories like that. And then I have a really, really good gushy story. I've just got to tell you. It's one of my faves. So years ago, I was doing readings and I kept seeing this. He looked like a policeman, canine unit, because I kept seeing him with his German shepherd. And he was walking outside of my office. I kept saying, are you connected to this gentleman? And I described him. No, no, no. Fine. So later that night, I had to go to a house party, which I did many, many years ago. So, you know, I get to the house party and I start reading, well, this younger woman comes in. She's probably 36, maybe 35. And I said, oh my God, your husband's here. So now I feel bad. She's a young widow. And um, I said his name, whatever it was at the time, Steve. And I go, oh, my God, he's got his dog with him. I go, this man's been your husband's been, you know, bothering me all day. He's been walking around. And I said, oh, my God. I said, "Um, your favorite song is Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers. She starts bawling. I said, and you just heard that song on the radio today. And she says, it woke up to me. You know, like my radio alarm turned on. That song was there. It woke me up. Wow. Wow. That was their marriage song, right? And so when they got married, he loved that song. They danced. It was the first husband-wife dance. And um, it was a tragic on-the-job related passing. So, anyway, she's bawling, blah, blah. And I I felt compassion. And, you know, she had a 12-year-old and an eight-year-old. Finally, I'm getting ready to leave. Long day. I'm tired. I get in the car. Guess who's in the car with me? Mr. (laughs) Hobson, right? And a dog. Now, I am an animal. (laughs) I'm in the dog house. I don't think so. Maybe a dog's in (laughs) the front seat. So we're driving. I turn the radio on low and he's like, oh, thanks, Karen. Like that. I'm like, hey, no problem. What are friends for? So we're chatting a little bit. He says, well, I'll see you again. But I really appreciate it. I said, thank you. And he goes, I have a gift for you. All of a sudden he starts to fade. I see little stars and that song Unchained Melody comes right up on the radio. Wow. An incredible connection. Yeah. You know, it's so cool. It came full circle. Yeah. I mean, I have so many great stories and I've had some crazy stories, too, but. It's interesting. You know, it's funny when when you look at life, we all know at some point, you know, we're going to leave this world and go to our real world, which is the other, you know, this is just our schoolhouse. So it's kind of funny when you see that, you know, life still, you know, continues on and that they still watch us. and read our thoughts. Okay. Did I say that again? Be careful with your thoughts. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> get like messages that you like, I mean, I'm sure the answer is yes, but like, what do you do? Do you f- ever feel like you have to like censor messages? No. Like you, if there, if it's like bad news, like how open are you in? Cause I feel like a lot of the psychics that I've gone to, or that friends of mine have gone to, it's just like always telling you all the great things that are going to happen and like never really dwell on like anything bad. Is that just because those are the messages you tend to get?
0: Um, no, there's a lot of reasons. Sometimes, you know, psychics, everybody has psychic ability and they may just want to say that so that you'll feel great. You'll love them. You'll come back because nobody wants to hear anything negative. I have seen negative messages, but I phrase it in a way that you can make changes. Mm -hmm. So if you're supposed to get what, you know, comes through, I'll give it to you, but I'll say, if you keep playing, you know, in traffic, you're going to be road pizza. So you probably (laughs) don't want to play in the road. So I'll try to give them, you know, keep doing this. This is what you get, but you have free will. So it's almost like, why do you want to wait till it happens? If I'm telling you ahead of time, you can make changes. Or you can be proactive. Then you can also have psychics or so-called psychics that'll tell you you have an attachment and all this sort of crazy stuff. Usually they're just, you know, batch of crazy people.
2: <laughs> I love that, that you have kind of that free will is still there. So you're able to see a path of someone's life, but you're able to kind of take that and make changes with whatever message. So you take it as kind of guidance.
0: That's a good way of looking at it. Exactly. And by the way, you're not naked when you die out of your body. People ask me that <laughs> question. When I die, am I, I going to be naked? Lord, let's hope not. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> are I you mean, in your
2: favorite outfit. <laughs> um you change your <laughs> outfit or you always wear the same clothes. Let's hope yeah, you're changing your, your outfit. if I die in a really ugly outfit? <laughs> <laughs> you'll get to the
0: other side and thoughts are quick. So I'll go to the say, mall yeah. and eat. Yeah, some you'll pizza. go to the mall. Yeah, exactly. I've had people come in and they've asked me that question, you know, not a lot of people, but it is a good question. You're born naked. Is there a chance you're gonna pass away without your clothes on? You know? And yeah. know, that's scary. When I look in the mirror, I'm like, whose body is that? You know, is there a body snatcher in my sleep last night? So Lord how you know yeah when we died but yeah I had to put that out there
1: people ask that so yeah are there like relationships there like are you only Mm -hmm. with like your your loved ones that you already knew or are you like meeting people and building relationships and like dating
2: (laughs) great question oh
0: my god dating again (laughs) sex on the other side is 10 times better than it is here Ah. for a whole lot of different reasons because it's a different energy um, but yeah, you're pretty much, you know, who you are here, you're going to meet people on the other side. You know, a lot of times people will say I'm hanging out with whoever Carly or Susie or whatever. And these are people that they've met since they've crossed over, as well as other family and friends, you know, you just don't kind of hang around the same. It's very similar to this, to our landscape here, at least where most people go, we'll call that heaven. I mean, there, again, there's different dimensions based mm. on your life review, but that's pretty much where, you, uh, you know, you girls, the two of us, and, you know, your audience listeners will end up. And that's yeah. the other, the other good question too, Carly, too, is that if you have two husbands, I've had that, what do I do? I'm like, well, get your own house, have John on Monday and Tuesday, have
2: Anthony <laughs> maybe <him laughs> Wednesday and Thursday, make Sid stop by on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but, you well, know, that sparked a question too. If you are in a relationship and then one passes, do you then meet up with your partner? when you get mm-hmm. to the afterlife? Or like, can I assume my grandparents are together or who knows, are they dating other people in the afterlife? <laughs> if my partner dies before me, is he going to have someone else before I get there? Oh no, you'll kill him when you
0: get there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, But no, typically speaking, you know, it's like here on earth, just think of it as somebody traveling, say from California to New York, you know, they're in California. When you get there, typically, you know, the person you're in love with, that's who you'll connect in with. Um, If for some reason, say you had a relationship that you weren't happy about, sure, you might end up connecting, but you might say, you know, we're still better off being separated and I'll date somebody else. So. Yeah, There's yeah. really no difference between the landscapes. It's just you're either in your body or out of your body. Although I've had dead people and they've had services, you know, I'm like, I didn't like what my daughter dressed me in. I didn't like the services. Blah blah. That's a whole nother, you know, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So, but yeah. So yeah, it'll be beautiful when you get there. But you're not going either one of you anytime soon.
1: Well, oh, I'm, I'm, my fear is like lessening because the pizza's better. Yeah. The sex is better. It's all better there. So I'm less and less afraid of time. And two minutes on the lips, a lifetime on the hips here, but not on the other yes. side. Of the house, so we can munch and mange. So, we want to tell everybody where they can find you. So, Alexa, why don't you tell everyone listening where they can find you guys on social media and everything like that? Yeah. So, you can visit her website, um, www.karenreese.com, spelled K A R Y N R E E C E.com. If you want to book an appointment, you can go to book now. Um, She does both in person and phone appointments. She is booked really far out, but the way that we do um, cancellations and stuff like that is that you have to have a previously existing appointment. And if we have an opening, or something like that, or cancellation, we call those, book the furthest out and move them forward. It's only fair to do it that way. If you want to connect with her on social, um her Facebook is at Karen Reese Psychic Medium. Instagram and Twitter at Karen Reese. TikTok is at Karen Reese and the number one. You can send her an email, Karen, K-A-R-Y-N and the little at sign, KarenReese.com. And then our office number is also 716-580-2520. Amazing. Thank you so
2: much. I'm reading already. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank All the in the show notes too, so everybody listening can find you guys there. But we are so grateful that we, you guys came on. We love chatting with you so much. likewise God bless you. And thank,
2: thank you, you so much. Thank, thank
0: you, you so much.
1: Bye. bye.